Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 15 of the Unweaving Chronic Pain Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Andrea Moore, chronic pain specialist. And as always, this is not a substitute for medical advice. Uh, This week, I kind of wanted to do a little little something different. You can tell me what you think. So in our social media world, which don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of social media. Everything is condensed down to small little sound bites, right? Like even this podcast, when I post it on my Instagram, I will be condensing it down to some sound bite. What did he see it? I do not know. Um, you know, there's quotables and, and we have those kinds of things. And, you know, even news headlines are just one liners. And oh, I just wanted to speak a little bit to the dangers of this. And speak to some common kind of catchphrases I hear that trip people up on their chronic pain journey. All right. And so what I wanted to do is, is first, you know, speak to just the issues of these sound bites, but then really just use a couple of them as examples and, and let's add on some nuance. So first let's just say again, Chronic pain is complex, but let's make this a little bit bigger too. Life and humans are fucking complex too, okay? There is nothing that can be simplified to like a single quote or sound bite that is just always true and representative in every single circumstance. And if it is, it's something like grass is green, but even even then, I'm sure there's, you know, there's exceptions to that. Like dead grass isn't green. So like the point is, is there's always nuance. And, and I think, oh my gosh, so much goes wrong or people get triggered and upset because the nuance isn't there and it creates a lot of issues. And where I see it creating the biggest issues in chronic pain, because I'm going to focus on that. Let's not, let's not get into the whole world of just the whole world in general, because it's a big topic. In chronic pain, what I see happen is someone reading something, kind of just getting the soundbite version and, and taking it to be truth in every scenario. And then because again, the women I am seeing are perfectionists. When it turns out it's not true or they cannot meet that standard or cannot do that thing, they beat themselves up and have a ton of shame. And and then guilt layered on and then they just feel terrible about themselves. They feel like they're failures and they can't ever do anything right because they read this one, you know, thing. And obviously I'm simplifying that even in itself, you know. But the reality is I just want to offer anything you're reading on social media, my posts included, there's always nuance. It's never the whole story. It cannot be the whole story. And and I really want to actually, let me just emphasize that piece a little bit too. From the, you know, viewpoint of someone who is posting stuff on social media I'm very aware that what I'm posting is not the whole story and it bothers me. But the problem is, is when I try to post the whole story, Instagram cuts me off and I would literally write like a 3000 page novel for every post if I needed to post the whole story. Like it's impossible. It is impossible to post everything and to, you know, get every circumstance in there. So I did want to offer 
Um, if you're someone who's listening and find yourself frustrated at that a lot, um, to, to, to just see it from the other side as well of like offering the person who is posting some grace and compassion and, and just realizing that it's impossible, like, like it can't happen. And so that expectation in itself is like a bit of a faulty expectation. Um, and it, it's very much is a very common thing. I see one, I used to have this issue. Um, scrolling through social media. And I see it a lot in my clients who are perfectionists. And I say this lovingly because I am too. <laughs> um, because we want everyone to be perfect, right? We like get, it, it bothers us when you're like, well, that quote isn't doing everything. That's not exactly true. That's not, what about in this scenario, right? And it's like, sometimes we just got to let that go because it's a yes and. Like, yeah, that that's true in this circumstance and it's not true in that circumstance or there's nuance here or not for this person or not for that person. We cannot cover everyone and make everyone happy. I mean, that's like in itself a much larger topic. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, so what I just wanted to right now relieve you and give you permission. If there is something that you have read or seen and it really resonated at the time and it has not it's, it's then led to a lot of grief and suffering that maybe it's something that can just be released and doesn't apply right now um, or ever, or maybe it will never apply to you, or maybe it just won't apply right now. And by the right now, it might mean in the next five minutes, it might mean in the next three weeks, or it could be six months from now, it's exactly what you needed to hear. Or five years from now, it's perfectly aligned. So when I say right now, it's... Maybe it will be right. Maybe it won't be right in the future. doesn't matter. So where, what does stem from a little bit? I want to tell the backstory because it's, it's, I mean, one, I've had these thoughts a lot, period, but I had a session with one of my clients and she's incredibly well-versed in, in mindset work and, um, you know, really does a wonderful job of, of reframing situations. And I mean, it's amazing to just see her growth over our, our journey together. And she had a situation come up from her for her where she was really triggered. Um, circumstance, not important, uh, but it lit up a lot for her. Her system just went kind of haywire. And, and this is where mindset work can be tricky sometimes or can be problematic. She knew enough to be like, I can see where this situation is in the scheme of things, not that big of a deal. Like she could kind of look around and be like, I'm not going to die. Like is no one's going to get hurt. Nothing terrible is going to happen. Like it's just a comment. You know what I mean? Like it was in the scheme of things. It was just not a big deal. Like there's not really, it just is what it is. And so because she could see that, she went to mindset work and there are so many quotes like if you want to change your life, change your mind, right? Stuff like that. Or like, just think positive, um, like bring on your own, you know, you're responsible for whatever your state is, like those kinds of things. And so she, like many of my clients, have, has done a lot of work in that side of things. And is very well versed in that side of things. So that's where her mind went. Of, well, I just need to change my mindset. 
And she was, she's able to reframe the situation. Again, she's kind of able to gather herself enough out of this like emotional spiral to be like, okay, hold on. Like this isn't that big of a deal. Like, and it's like, she's verbally, logically reframing it. But her system was not feeling better. So what happens then is then this perfectionism gets layered on top of it of like, oh, well now I'm not doing it right. Like, how come it's not working for me? Like, what's going wrong, right? And now you're just layering shit on top of this. All stemming from like kind of one of those, you know, sound bites you see of like, if you just change your mind, everything's going to fall into place. If you just think the right thought, you're good to go. And it's just not that fucking simple. Okay? So in her case, what we delved into was that her nervous system went into a trauma response in that moment. Her nervous system was acting as if it was, you know, being attacked viciously and it was incredibly unsafe. And so no amount of mindset work. So just imagine it's like equivalent to like you're being mauled by a bear and you're trying to do mindset work. Like it's just not what your body needs right now. Like that's not gonna help you right and um and so again it's just kind of starting to understand the nuance of like some things will work better so in in one moment versus the other so in the mauled by a bear scenario maybe you know you get mauled by a bear you survive you go to the hospital I don't know your leg's broken like yeah then you can start using mindset work to help you heal and recover but not in the midst of the attack okay like you can try, you know, you might use like it to certain degrees. Again, even that's nuanced, right? But like at the end of the day, like you got to, if your nervous system is in fight or flight, you have to allow that to process through. And we talked about this in two episodes ago, I believe. Sorry, I don't remember. I think it's two episodes ago. Um, we really need to allow that stress cycle to complete. And I think the other big thing that I heard and, and that showed up in our session was that in, in therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy, like things like that, talk therapy, a lot of times it's like, don't let something little derail your day. And that was another kind of phrase she was using of like, I don't, did not want it to derail my day. And so what that created was a shit ton of resistance because she did not want to allow those emotions, right? Because, Hey, I just got to have my mindset right. And then I can change it. And, um, she was so focused on not derailing her day that it derailed. Ended up kind I mean, kind of. She, I mean, she actually did, you know, fairly well, but half her day was derailed. She didn't really feel great about things. Um, and, and it had never fully processed. And the example I ended up kind of coming up in the moment too is if you're walking along the street and someone hits your knee, and then she told me, she's like, wow, that was real Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan of you. So we'll, we'll go with this example though, of someone you're walking along the street and someone just smacks your knee with a lead pipe. Okay. And you were like having a great fucking day. Everything was going well. You were about to like go do something super fun. It's, it's, you know, you don't want it to derail your day. Of course you don't want that to derail your day. Like, that sucks. You were doing great. You are about to go do something fun. And then this thing fucking comes out of nowhere and derails your day and smacks you in the knee, right? 
in that moment, we would never expect that person to just get up and ignore it and keep walking, right? They're like gushing blood, their knees broken. I don't know, whatever's happening. I like to get super violent and dramatic. Like, you're not like, oh, just don't let that derail your day. Like, you were about to go do something fun. You were doing fine before that happened, right? It's like, no, that happened. And now, unfortunately, because it is unfortunate, <laughs> you have to go deal with that. And that sucks. Okay, I'm not saying that's fun or enjoyable, but getting up and trying to walk it off is also not going to work, right? So it's so often that we just try to skip that step and get to that place where we're all happy again because we are so not okay with sitting with discomfort, right? Because we're taught, hey, just change your mindset and then everything will be fine. And it's like, yeah, in that moment, you could have different types of mindset, right? Like you could go into the, now my entire life is ruined and spiral down that mindset, which isn't helpful. Or you could be like, okay, I can go to the doctor. I know how I'm going to heal and blah, 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 mindset, which is going to serve you better. But you still have to acknowledge the injury at hand. And yet somehow when it comes to trauma that's brought up or, you know, nervous system triggers that happen, or when our nervous system is literally going into a hormonal response, we think we can just like shut that down and cover that up like it never happened because, you know, just don't let it derail your day. Just change your life. If you want to change it, just change your mind, right? So, yeah. Really hope that helps to illustrate the where, where again, some of these just little quotables can be problematic. So in that moment, let's move to a new one, okay? So in that moment really what needs to happen is allowance. We have to allow for what is, which then brings in another quote, which I love. Okay. This quote is Eckhart Tolle. The key to transformation is to make friends with the moment. What form it takes doesn't matter. Say yes to it. Allow it. Be with it. All right. It's a long one. And this quote to me is like, so freaking true. Like, hell yes. And this one still gets to come in with a nuance. Because guess what? Allowing it is really fucking hard sometimes. And again, what happens is we post quotes like this, like what a beautiful post, you know, quote to post on Instagram. And then we're in that moment of getting hit with a lead pipe and we're having a really hard time allowing it because it hurts because it's uncomfortable, because it just derailed our day and our plans. And then we get upset that we're not allowing it because we know we're supposed to allow it, right? We should allow it, quote unquote. And so again, it's like this, this quote that is beautiful and has so many good intentions, just like the mindset one, becomes problematic in our healing and actually, honestly, makes things worse. And it's not the quote, right? It's our, it's our inability to have nuance around the quote. I really want to make make that clear, hopefully. It is not the quote that is the problem here. It's that we are natural. Our brains are always inclined to go to black or white thinking. And so we just go to like, there we go. I should just be able to do these things. We get very perfectionist about it. And to offer more, again, nuance to that, I'm, I'm saying this with a ton of love and compassion. And like, this isn't your fault. Our, our brains naturally do this 
And we were raised, if you're listening to this, you're probably a perfectionist. We were raised in a way that I, I de- idolized perfectionism. We were taught that's what, like, that's how we survive and thrive. Except it turns out that's not true. Like, you can't thrive as a perfectionist. Or you can't only get you so far before you burn out and shit hits the fan. Um, so it just, a lot of these tendencies, none of them I'm saying as a, as a, like an attack on, on you or like, oh, why are you doing this? No, it's, you, we've been taught this. We've been taught to think this way in this very black or white thinking. Our brains naturally do it. So what we need to understand is how it's not helpful and how to add discernment to it. It's not even that black and white thinking in itself is bad. It's the inability to see that we're doing it and to see even just that like the black and white thinking in itself can happen. It's just even having the black and white be both be true at the same time and having that layer of nuance to that. That's a different topic. Let's not go there. If you want to know more about that, hit me up. So so really, it's, again, just adding this nuance and having a ton of compassion for yourself when you notice this happening. When you notice this, I should do this. This is what I need to do to heal. This is what has to happen. And that there's resistance that comes up in your system in trying to do it. That's, that's what I just... Like if you can pay attention to one thing this week is just noticing that when the shoulds come up and the, and the, and the should isn't necessarily wrong. It's like you inherently know that the should is, is like a helpful thing of like, yeah, I mean, I, I should sit and be more present. Like that, this is one that comes up for me a lot is I should sit and more be, be, be more present. Like that would actually be really beneficial to my life. It's something I'm working on. But when it comes from this state of a should, and I'm in a place where I, I can't do that and I'm not allowing for me not to being present in that moment. I cannot force myself to be present. And it only creates more resistance and more barrier to the very thing that I actually want. The second has this like should and perfectionistic energy around it. All right. So... We've covered kind of two two common quotables so far. I want to go into some other ones. I know I'm getting like totally sidetracked. Um, you can you can let me know what you think of this episode because I know it's a little all over the place, but mm, I'm having fun with it. So the next one, so common in chronic pain, of course, is no pain, no gain. I hear this one so much, and oh, I have a lot of thoughts about it. <laughs> Again, nuance. So much nuance and, 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 and nuance even for what are we talking about when we say pain here? Like, what does that even mean? And even that's going to have nuance because even once that's completely defined, that's still going to vary from person to person, right? For some people having pain and trying to push through something is absolutely going to make things worse. For other people, if they stay at their comfort level, and this honestly is, this is going to sound, I think you're going to be surprised by my opinion here. For a lot of people with chronic pain, this phrase actually probably holds more truth than people want to admit. However, it is taken so out of context. And even me saying that, it's probably being interpreted so incorrectly that it's not helpful. All right. So I will offer some nuance to that. 
because honestly in the in the healing chronic pain journey there's there there is going to be pain like there, there's no way out of that and and i think we can get stuck in either spectrum and that's where the dangerous place to be is, is being stuck in either or and this like i have to avoid all pain or hey i can just push through all my pain neither is healthy or like going to move you forward so no pain no gain because it's so often used in like a very aggressive like like oh my gosh what's the word situation you know you see like you i think most people are immediately going to think of like army dudes like doing crazy shit you know and like i mean pushing through crazy workouts like that's not what it means but if we take the words to be what it is we actually realize that it actually probably holds more truth than we're giving it credit for so what i see happen is women working out far too hard for what their bodies have the capacity for in the moment because of a phrase like this right in that case the phrase pisses me off to no end because fuck that's not what it means that's not helpful stop telling people no pain no game right and there's also another you know a whole other body of women with chronic pain who are doing everything they can to avoid pain because they've told them not to have any pain and in that case maybe they need to hear no pain no gain but in a really healthy sense how can pain, you know what i mean so Gosh, I think I probably do a whole podcast episode on like that alone and and and, and um, how to get the nuance of like what pain is the right pain to have gain. And that's really where the nuance has to come in is what pain is going to move you forward. Literally in both the the level of pain, but also like what's hurting. <laughs> and from the standpoint of like a part of your body a muscle, a joint, an emotion, your heart. You know what I mean? Like where, where's the pain even being felt? And I'm not even offering any more nuance around those right now because each one could have its own entire podcast episode <laughs> on, on how to start differentiating the nuance of like, what level of pain is okay? What level of pain actually is beneficial and what is not beneficial at all? Um, so if you want more nuance around that, let me know. And yeah, so again, that's just another quotable I hear a lot and hear a lot from a not helpful place. And then I got one more. And this is just kind of a random quote I found on it, but something along the lines of always trust your gut. It knows what your head is, hasn't figured out. Or your gut's always right. Or just do what your gut says. Follow your gut. I'm going to be first to say like, fuck those. Those are honestly, in my experience with women on the chronic pain healing journey, really not helpful. And the reason is, is your gut's probably not what you think it is. And again, it's not that the quote is inherently untrue. It's actually not it at all. It's the interpretation of it that's that's gone wrong. It's that no one has taught you to like listen to your gut. So what you're listening to isn't your gut. What you're listening to is your lizard brain freaking out in fight or flight and it feels like your gut. And therefore you're interpreting, you know, forms of discomfort, tension in your in your um 
abdomen, tight this in your chest, you're, you're, that gets interpreted as, oh, that means that's bad and I shouldn't do it. When oftentimes that might mean the exact opposite. I don't know. It depends. I'm not saying it does for sure. I'd have to know the scenario and talk with you about it. But man, trust your gut. Whew. See a lot of things going wrong for people trusting what they think is their gut, but what they are following is their very fear-based nervous system, fight or flight, lizard brain reaction to the situation. And that doesn't go well. Because if you constantly follow that, then what's going to happen is, and what may already have been happening, and again, tons of compassion to this. I know I'm being a little like, rah, about it. <laughs> um, it's not towards you. It's towards just the nature that our society has moved towards these tiny sound bites that ha can, like, have no room for nuance. Um, but what starts to happen is your world starts to get smaller and smaller. Right. And let's use it like a little bit of an example there. I'm sure we've all had that like feeling where you well, maybe maybe not in a while with COVID, but this is a common one for me is, okay, you, you know, we make plans to go out on a Friday night or something and Friday finally comes and you're getting leading up to it. And it's just that like, oh, that really unsettling feeling of like, I don't want to go. Right. And if in that moment you're like, that's my gut telling me something bad's going to happen if I go. Then you might be missing out on a lot. Because it's just not that simple. It's okay to get, you know, a little social anxiety sometimes. Or, you know, in anticipation of something that we have some fear come up. That doesn't mean it's bad or wrong. Sometimes our gut might be very, you know, accurate. That feeling might, might be accurate, but we'll get into that in a second. And same thing with chronic pain. That happens a lot of, I felt pain, so I had to stop, right? My gut said to stop moving. And that's a really, really common one I hear with chronic pain is like, I, my body said to stop. And it's like, yes, because that's true. If you're interpreting pain to mean stop, which... In its basic form, it is it is what pain often does. This is the message it's sending. In acute pain, very different for chronic pain. But if our interpretation of pain is that it is bad and it's damaging and that it's going to, you know, if we move through it, that something terrible is going to happen, well, of course your gut is going to say to stop if you feel pain because it's fucking terrified of it. However, if we fully understand what pain might mean, and again, this is, this is not individualized right now, okay? So I want to make that very clear because this is nuanced, okay, right? You can't take like anything, one thing I'm saying here and apply it to yourself unless you're really nuancing out for you. But there are, for many chronic pain um, cases, what happens is we get so scared of movement when really what needs to happen is we need to allow movement and learn to move even with the pain being present and actually start to build up safety around the pain itself. And if you do that, all of a sudden your gut might feel very different about it. So where the nuance needs to come in is really knowing if you're listening to your gut or if you're listening to your, your lizard brain. And that takes 
a lot more time and effort and practice and intention than any of these freaking quotables make it seem. But once you are able to have that nuance, again, that quote might be very true. Listening to your gut is is a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. It's just knowing what you're actually listening to, where the discernment needs to happen. And, and again, for all these quotables, oftentimes they're really emphasizing the end goal. And we try far too hard to skip to the end goal. And it's similar to being like, like, like uh, this is a random example that's coming to mind, but we actually know that having um, a lot of power in your leg muscles helps to lead to longevity. Like you live longer when you have really powerful legs, meaning you could like jump and things like that. Okay. So let's say you read that. All right. And it's true. It is true. But you're in chronic pain right now and you can barely even walk. Right. So it's kind of easy to see in that scenario where if you're now trying to start to add plyometrics like box jumps and and all kinds of crazy jumping stuff to your workouts, that is not going to go well, right? And it's easier to see. I mean, honestly, people still try to even skip that step in, you know, things like that in workouts too, but it tends not to happen as much because people are a lot more, there's that like physical awareness of like, well, I just can't get there yet. Like in order to get there, you might need to do a ton of physical therapy and rehab and all kinds of other healing to get to the point where we can even begin to do a workout that would start to require that. Like you might need to work on range of motion. You might need to work on base level strength. So maybe you're training for, or working and healing for two, three, four, five plus years before you could even enter in a workout to even start to build the leg power. Does that make sense? So it's like a ton would have to get to that point. Your ton would have to happen before you could even start training. And then once you start training, it's still going to take time to build the leg muscle and the leg power. And then you could get to your end goal. Right. So we can kind of see how that ha- happens along a sequence. In mindset work and a lot of these kind of more quotable things that I'm referring to, what makes them tricky is some of them can happen in the moment, right? Like there are 100% times where you offer like a mindset shift and your mind and your nervous, you immediately feel that relief of like, oh my God, I just needed to look at that way. And you just feel your whole nervous system like, oh my gosh, I just, you know, like thinking about it that way instead or like having that positive view. 100% instantaneously shifted things like hell to the fucking yeah that happens and same thing once you like can acknowledge resistance and you're like oh I just need to allow and you allow and there's no resistance and it just happens like all of a sudden you can feel shifts that happen like really instantaneously or even connecting with your gut on a decision you've been you know debating on for a long time, it's like all of a sudden you're like, okay, let me connect into my gut. And then you're like, oh yes, now I have that clarity. Like all those things can kind of seemingly happen instantaneously. But what we miss is how much work it took to get to those places. It might take a long time to get to the point where you can just tap into your gut that quickly to get an answer and to get clarity. 
or it might happen instant. Like you might require no training and you might be able to instantly do it in some situations, but not others. And that's really, really common with this work is that we might be really, really good at it in some scenarios and really, really, really bad at it in other scenarios. And that's okay. It just requires that intention and training. And, and same thing for, for the mindset work, you have to move through the, sh- the, the emotions that got triggered and especially if it is a nervous system response, okay, you felt your like nervous system go into a trauma response, or you just feel like that, like, and you just like feel your entire system, like when you're on that, feel like you, your entire system gets hijacked. Like that's probably a time when your nervous system has gone into a trauma response. You cannot skip to the mindset stuff. You have to move through that trauma response and allow those emotions first, which again, that's in two episodes ago of how to do that. But again, adding even more nuance, that in itself might, to be able to do that might require a ton of training and practice and skill and might not happen right away. That might happen over a series of days, weeks, months, depending on what's going on. Right? It's just starting to recognize the nuance and realizing that a lot of these quotables are end results. And we need to be way more realistic about what it takes to get there and what it takes to get there in whatever scenario we're talking about as well. Because then there might be scenarios that's like super fucking easy to get there. Like you read one thing and you're like, oh my gosh, everything clicks and you're good to go. Like awesome. Chances are if you've been in chronic pain for 5, 10, 15 years, it's not the case. If it was, you would have already read something right now that, you know, let everything click and your chronic pain just melted away. Like that would have already happened. So anyways, rants on that. It's just so, so common to, and I, and I say it's so common to make things so like appear so much simpler than they are. And I say this not to make things sound more complex than they are or harder than they are or make them feel inaccessible at all. It's just that when you can recognize, if you've been fighting with something or trying to do something and it's like, oh, if I just did this, or if I could only do this, like it's that kind of phrasing that you're finding yourself, I just need to implement this thing. Give yourself the grace and in the like just awareness that what you're trying to do while it might be something that's very, very easily put on paper or on a quote or given as advice to somebody, it's probably way more complex or there's a lot more layers that need to happen and be healed or worked through before you can get to that end result. So if you're glitching on one thing of like, I just can't seem to get my mindset right around this one issue, Chances are you need to step back and work through other things. And then you apply the same like kind of maybe mindset shift you've been trying to achieve and it'll click right into your nervous system. It's just the other stuff had to happen first. Um, and what's funny about all this is so that scenario that I said at the beginning happened with my client. And then I, what is it, two days ago now? Not, not like not going to say the whole circumstance. It was like literally something with like a paint job and a handyman in my house. Okay. And I got really effing triggered by something he did. 
And this whole, like, I'm literally sitting here talking about this. I had just had an entire session with my client and worked her through this. And I can see it happening in myself of this, oh my God, why am I letting this get to me so much? Why am I, I was so pissed that it was getting to me. I was so pissed that I, you know, had all those things planned that I wanted to do. And now I'm like just consumed with these thoughts. And now I'm aware that I'm not allowing these thoughts because that, you know, I just had that session with a client that I just talked about all of this. It's like, I can see all this layering and spiraling for myself. And, and it just, for whatever reason in my mind, I was creating so much more resistance to just allowing myself to be pissed at the scenario. And, and it's just fun. Honestly, it's just funny. And I just want to say that all to just give give yourself the grace and the permission because I freaking teach this. I'm freaking making a podcast episode right now. And I totally, you know, had trouble doing this. It's not about knowing. It's not that simple. It's about allowing. And when and and again, even in the allowing, I was very aware I needed to allow. I didn't fucking want to allow. I was so resistant to it. So I needed to step back to discover why am I like the question for me at the time, which I'm not going to get into now, was like, why am I so resistant to just allowing this? But I kind of got into the state where I just trying to force myself to allow, which never works. And I wasn't stepping back to explore, like, wait a minute, what is the resistance even here? Like, why? Normally, I'm actually pretty good at allowing my anger. Like, what is it about this particular scenario that's like making it so I didn't want to even allow my anger? And like, I was, you know, very aware I needed, like, allowing it would help. And I was very, very resistant to it. So, anyways, I say this all again to just offer yourself a ton of grace and compassion that these things. And these little quick quotes and, you know, phrases we see are like, hey, here's the three-step process to doing this. Or even, you know, I did a whole podcast episode of like, here's how you do this work. It's still really hard and challenging. And that's okay. You're not doing anything wrong. It's not you. It's just the nature of it. It's so against evolution and everything we learn to do it this way. And we're all still even learning in ourselves. Never in like the history of humans. I don't want to say never. I mean, I'm sure there's been a time for some, you know, various tribes and stuff like that. But really, overall, as a general sense, there's never been a time that's been safe for women to like just sit and explore or even people, honestly, our emotions like as as like a whole. And to have it actually like bring thriving and not put you at risk to be like kicked out of like, a, you know, a social group or a tribe. So this is new. This is really new to our nervous systems. Our nervous systems are really fucking uncomfortable for, with it. So it's going to feel really uncomfortable and hard and awkward and have all kinds of ups and downs. And the goal is not to just do it smoothly and right. It's always going to be an ugly process and an all over the place process. We might have moments where we move through it really quick and smooth and that's like awesome. And there's still going to be times where it's like a hot fucking mess and you're like, wow, all right, that just happened. So yeah. All right. I hope, I hope that episode is helpful. Let me know what you think. And let me know if there are other kind of quotes or things that you've heard that you feel like you should be doing and you want me to talk about them or if it was helpful to kind of talk about these specific um, things or phrases or just even, I'm sure there's a ton. I know there's a ton more. <laughs> um, 
If you want me to speak to one in particular, I am more than happy to do so. If you have any specific questions or you're listening to this and you're glitching somewhere um, and you're not sure what to do, like DM me on Instagram um, or you can contact me through my website. Honestly, DMing me on Instagram is probably the fastest. I'm also on Facebook. Like, please message me. I'm really, really happy. I love Q&A. I love answering people's questions. So um, please don't hesitate to do that. If this episode is helpful or if any of the other episodes have been helpful, please share with anybody who you think could benefit. Um, That benefits all of us. And please leave a review. All right, you can find me at Dr. Andrea Moore on Instagram or my website, www.drandreamore.com. And as always, thank you so incredibly much for listening. It means a ton. Bye.